Everybody, before we get into Monday's news and headlines, I want to remind you, you probably have heard about the little bit of controversy surrounding the Unplanned movie. If you haven't seen Unplanned, I want to encourage you to go see it. What controversy am I talking about? Well, it's not the movie itself, which is a little bit controversial, but I'm talking about the NPAA's uh, little ploy that they utilized by slapping an R rating on the movie, which did a couple of things. One, it might deter Christians or faith-based people from seeing an R-rated movie. It also might hinder uh, young people, teenagers, who really need to see the consequences of abortion from seeing the unplanned movie, and that's not good. I encourage you to go see this life-changing movie. It's the story of my friend Abby Johnson. She had two abortions herself, but that's not the end of the story. She was a very pro-abortion advocate working for Planned Parenthood. She rose through the ranks, ultimately became a clinic director for Planned Parenthood, oversaw near 22,000 abortions in her tenure there. But one day she was asked to assist with an abortion for the very first time, asked to assist. And what she saw during that procedure changed her life forever. You need to go check it out. I promise you, you will not leave the movie the same way as when you walked in. Go to unplannedfilm.com. That's unplannedfilm.com. You got to check it out. Unplanned is going to bring you an eye-opening look at the abortion industry from a woman who was once its most passionate advocate. I promise you're going to enjoy this movie and it's going to change your life. Unplannedfilm.com in a theater near you. Go check it out. Hey, Let's talk about what's going on. I had a great weekend. Let me tell I you about my weekend. The, I saw the mule. You did? I saw the mule, too. Did you see our buddy Jacob Schick in it? For three seconds. Three seconds. He was in there. It's kind of like me in the, the latest Granger Smith video. <laughs> I looked for you. I watched I was, you. Come on. I know. I, I was. Like I saw Steve. You didn't see me. I was oh, in the okay. Jeep. I was. He was driving the Jeep in okay. the scene. Where were you? Were you in the, the scene where you're all standing together? I was in that scene, but then I was also in the scene where... Uh, my MPX nine mil- Sig Sauer nine millimeter uh, r- pistol rifle. It's mm-hmm. it's a one of those weird amalgams. Uh, one of the cheerleader girls was shooting it. And oh, she just handed me the gun back, and so we were having fun just blowing things. Up. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay. But I mean, literally, it's a one second. Clip. I saw your name in it. My name is in it. Anyway, it's good. Go check out uh, Holler, my buddy uh, Granger Smith, Earl Dibbles Jr., his new uh, video. We we had fun shooting that. Yeah. Guys like Matt Best and his wife Noelle were there from Black Rifle Coffee. Uh, Dale Brisby was there with his horse Boone. and There were all kind of folks that were down there. We, we just had a blast. All I'm jealous. I'm, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we had a bunch of social media influencers were a part of it and some folks I knew, some folks I didn't know, but I got to know. And so we had a blast. It was a good time. But I wasn't, I wasn't in it very much. Uh, but anyway, that's that what, that what cheerleaders were representing. So you were covered. We had, yeah, because we, we had you on the phone ladies. talking to the yeah the cheerleaders. That they are way more relevant. They're current cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> sweet girls. I mean, I can't say enough about the Cowboys cheerleaders for obvious reasons, but they are always <laughs> sweet girls. They're great ambassadors. But no, uh, we were in. We were went out and met with my new agency because I've been with Gersh for the last two years. The Gersh Talent Agency mm-hmm. out in Beverly Hills. Now I am with Paradigm. Talent agency still in Beverly Hills. My my great agent William Rodriguez moved over to there, so we went out and visited with all the department heads there. Had a great time, uh, just thinking about the future and, and things that are going on, and it's fun. And then we had a show in Anaheim with a great crowd out there. Then we had a show the next night in Modesto, so we had to fly up to Sacramento, hung out up there. Mm-hmm. A big crowd in Modesto always show up there at the Gallo Center. So looking forward to going back. I think that's going to be an annual deal, and uh, yeah. One lady didn't enjoy it. 
I always have the one. There's always the one who doesn't enjoy the show. And they just said, you looked drunk. And I said, good luck finding a dude that's drunk who could talk that fast for an hour and a half. <laughs> you sounded drunk. I'm like, what is it? Like, if you want to go to church, go to church. Don't come to a comedy show. I said, you were not subjected to any vulgarity whatsoever. And they weren't. I mean, if you're that, if, if you're, if you're rear end, if your butthole's that tight. You mom, did say penis a couple of times. No, I say it once. <gasps> okay. Once. I literally say the word penis once. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with the word penis. Men have one. Women have a vagina. There you go. That's not a vulgarity. No. Exactly. True. When you're talking about a medical procedure and you mention the word penis, that is not a vulgarity. So anyway, uh, it's not a vulgar show. But it's a fun show. So if you're offended by laughing, and some people are literally offended by laughing. Like they feel like if they're laughing, they're doing something dirty. Mm-hmm. Have you ever met somebody like that? Like if they hear anything that's even risque or even shows them an edgy thing or they or, or they get tickled or like like it's like feeling it's like feeling guilty at a funeral when you start laughing at a funeral. You ever been to a funeral and yes. just get tickled at something and you're like you're like, oh, or in church mm-hmm. and something just strikes you as funny and people are looking at you and your face is red. And you're in a cold sweat because you just can't stop. and You're trying to fight it back. It's a bad feeling. People feel guilty for that. But she came to see you, right? Yeah, she she said she bought four tickets and was very disappointed. Ugh. I know. Well. I know. Hey, it happens. I've never had does. a show where somebody wasn't disappointed because humor is subjective. But no, I, I told her, I said, well, you weren't subjected to a, a vulgar show. She said, well, you seemed drunk. And I said, well, that's – that's I, I'm on stage being silly. So, yeah, I might – you know what's so funny? I've actually been mistaken for being drunk, and I don't drink. You don't drink. <laughs> People are like, do not let her drive. And all my drunk friends are like, she's our designated driver. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I go back to the whole thing about uh, Dean Martin. Everybody always thought Dean Martin on stage was mm-hmm. drunk. He wasn't. He was drinking apple juice. That's where my joke about having whiskey being apple juice came in, because I always reference my whiskey as being apple juice. And people are like, oh, you know, he they thought Dean Martin was drunk. Well, there was no way you could mm-hmm. drink that much. And, you know, I think Jerry Lewis was also. Yeah. I mean, accused you, people go out and, and he may be, have been. I mean, they you know, act you never know. silly. Yeah. Well, that's part of it. That's yeah, sure. that's being a comic on stage. So she said she said, well, I love you, but I just I'm going to be praying for you because you have a big platform. And I don't want you to lose sight of who you really are. Well, that's I'm good. Like, well, thank you for praying. I, I know, I'm not saying that condescendingly. Thank now, you for the, praying. Yeah. On the other hand, I was drunk. So <laughs> I, was, uh, I was selling t-shirts. You weren't t-shirts. even drunk. I mean, the people see that and people think, oh, party foul. He's, yeah. you, don't, you never do anything nope. stupid. We were there to work, for crying yeah. out loud. The only time I do stupid stuff is when I'm at home. Yeah, and you come on this show. Yeah. You do stupid stuff and then come on the show. Yeah. No, I, I, but we're there to work. That's our job. So we take it very, very seriously. We don't when we have a thousand people show up for a show. We take that very seriously. You know what else I appreciate though is that that's the story you told that that it does you do care yeah. that it, it matters to you that that was you know I'm sure you ha- for all of the applause and the accolades you got. Yeah, what she said did mean something to you because I know that deep down you do care and you want everybody sure. to have a good time. Yeah, I mean, you know, we ended the show with a, with a standing ovation. People wanted more. I mean, there was there was an encore call, and 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 I'm like, you know. I, we go do what we do because we love people and we have fun. We ha- we have fun having fun. Right. You know what I mean? And so we have people all the time who are, you know, like well, my mother got on to me last week. It's party time, Mom. We're doing T-shirts, by the party way, time, Mom. It's party time, Mom. And so we're going to make those T-shirts. Uh, I think our uh, Keep Margaritas Great 
are that they can, they come in tomorrow. I think they ship mm-hmm. in. I got a notification today. Keep Margarita's great hats are coming in tomorrow, so we'll be ready to go with those. Yes. But anyway, anyway, hot news, Natalie. Wait, I'm, I I still want to talk about you. Let's talk more about me. Okay, because uh, I do have some news, but something that I think w- is definitely newsworthy was um, kind of it was a video that you posted. Man, it's knocking at six million views. Yeah, it really has affected a lot of people. Yeah. Um, with you, it was almost kind of like a, pu- a public service announcement. Well, okay, so that was what we call the wrap. That is a final segment that we put on. It's kind of the way I tie the string on the bag on our show, Humor Me, which is on Blaze TV, which everybody needs to be subscribing to and getting, blazetv.com slash humor. Um, you get 30 days free, first 30 days free, and you can use promo code CHAD and get money off. So, yeah, so we, we always try to take a clip from it, either a silly clip or a, a serious clip. This one was somewhat more serious. This was one where I took an old message about the your self-worth, and then I took something that I had I'd shared it publicly but never on a video about my friend Dave Warner down in Houston, who was a Marine, and about his attempt to commit suicide that failed. And uh, if you've seen the video, you know what I'm talking about. The gun didn't go off, and he sent me the bullet. And so I, I, I just— I just had that idea that morning because we just done this episode on depression. The name of the episode is Send in the Clowns. And uh, it was me and I was talking with my friend, comedian Reno Collier. And we were just talking about the depression stuff that we deal with. And uh, so I said, I want to talk about this. I want to I tell his story. And so it resonated with so many people that we now have about 125, 130,000 people that have shared it, mm-hmm. which that's a big that's a big number on that. And, uh, you know, it's encouraging because in these days, social media has squeezed us so much on getting video shares and views. And people say, well, we just want you back in the truck. Well, we'll be back in the truck. But again, I've told you, thanks to Road Armor, they're working on my truck. I haven't had a truck in two months, so we got a couple more weeks. And uh, so anyway, it was a good video. It was it was used in spite of me. I'll say that because I just kind of tongue tangled through it and, and said what was on my heart. And and, you, I think you showed the bullet. It had the bullet, mm-hmm. and, and, then, and then the do- the twenty dollar bill. Yeah, and I've got his letter that I that I read some of. I didn't read all of it, but yeah, it's a powerful, powerful letter. And one day, if Dave wants to, we'll get him on the show, and he can mm-hmm. tell the story. And it's a powerful story, and he's become a friend, and and thank God for his life. So mm-hmm. it was a good video. It was very. It'll good. be. It'll by the time we're done recording this, it'll be at six million views. I bet. And then, you know, probably 150,000 shares. It's one thing for people to see your story and you tell your story. It's another thing for them to tell your story for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when the shares are the things that are important. And I've had a lot of people who have sent me messages in the last few days. This is why I do what I do. People have sent me messages in the last few days saying, you just saved my life. Like this, watching this today, this moment, you just saved my life. And I've gotten those messages over the years because every now and then I'll pop off with one of those deals. And that right there uh, is scary. It's humbling. It's why I do what I do. And really and truly, it's the most important thing that I do. And it's weird that these foolish little things like a social media video um, can be used. I mean, I had a girl that tweeted me this morning and she said, well, it's no wonder that the name Chad is used to describe douchey dudes. And I was like, thanks, sweetheart. I like my coffee black. You know, <laughs> look, I am a consummate, you know, oh, gosh. smart aleck. So, well, you talked about it. I've actually was going to lead with a different story, but you just talked about social media squeezing and something that was in the headlines is uh, the CEO of Facebook. Anyone have any idea who that is? 
Yeah, I sure do. <laughs> that guy. Zuckerberg, uh, Zuckerberg, or something like that. <laughs> that guy, um, he actually wants the government to step in and help regulate social media from a safety standpoint, harmful content, um, election integrity. I would love to know what you, how you feel about that. Well, I go back to this thing. I mean, who listening to this had their vote influenced by social media? I don't – I mean, if if someone had a logical argument that won you over and you said, okay, I'm going to vote for this person because, yes, that makes sense what so-and-so said about this policy or that platform, that's one thing. But just because you saw a Facebook ad that said vote for Trump or vote for Clinton, did that really influence – and that's what we're talking about. So when we talk about election integrity and voter integrity – I went full well into the ballot box or into the election booth that morning to vote for president, knowing full well who I intended to vote for all the way down the card. You know what I'm saying? And I don't just go in and circle in Republican. I've never have. I vote. I'm not a registered person on any party. But to sit there and tell me that I'm so stupid is that I needed a Russian ad. You know, now we've got – who is it? One of the countries that's out there is now – wanting an investigation talking about America's meddling in their election. And so look, we meddle in all of them. I promise you. I <laughs> everybody meddles in everybody. We meddle in every election around the world. Which doesn't make sense to me, but whatever, you know. So to, anytime you start, to your question, anytime you start talking about regulating speech, it scares me. Mm-hmm. It scares me. For instance, Donald Trump is not allowed to block anyone on Twitter. They've actually filed lawsuits against Donald Trump for blocking five or six people because, again, it is ruled as non-constitutional to do so and a violation of free speech. So last week, whenever Ocasio-Cortez blocked Ryan Savidra with Daily Wire, then she shouldn't have that right as a congressperson to be able to do that. So you start getting into regulating speech. Well, it gets real hypocritical if you're going to sue somebody for blocking somebody on Twitter, but then you want the government to step in and regulate what's on social media. Nonsense. Does social media give this have the same guidelines as far as providing? Because there are, there are ads on social media um, that you have to scroll through when it comes to elections, when it comes to candidates, that they have to give the same amount of time. Yeah. Because they're supposed – I know in news – you know, coming from a news background, both sides of, you know, the aisle are afforded the same amount of time on a particular network. So I don't know if you've ever noticed, but this is law. This is a law. Uh, if you go, Candice, Queen of the Ethiopians, I don't know if you know this or not. But if you go into the grocery store, if you go into the grocery store and you go to the soda aisle, 26 weeks out of the year, Coke is allowed to be on sale. And 26 weeks out of the year, Pepsi is allowed to be on sale. Your other sodas like RC and things like that can never go on sale. Your diet rights, these non-name bro- – that's why they have to make them so cheap. Like Sam's Cola has to stay cheap because it can never go on sale. There is a law, 52 weeks out of the year. Half the year, Coke's got to be on sale. Half the year, Pepsi's got to be on sale. Have you ever noticed that, Candace? Never. See, have you ever noticed that? No. But that's a law. I because don't buy they, that's one of them. Contractually, that's the way it is. That's why you can buy bargain price sodas because 
they can't go on sale. They're not allowed to. They have contracts with the grocery stores, Coke and Pepsi. That's how big they are. So to now apply that to politics. Should we live in a fair society where everybody gets the opportunity to say what they want to say uh, equally? Yes, they should. But I'm telling you, when it comes to social media, I can give you the graph and the point, the date. I used to have 750,000 people that would come to my politicalcowboy.com page Every single day, Mm -hmm. three quarters of a million people would visit that page on January 27th, 2018. That thing fell off. Boom. We were doing good to get 32, 3,500 people on the page. Now we're having a great day if we're doing 30,000, 40,000. We just don't get those numbers. Mm -hmm. The reason is because social media, which was the funnel through which we pushed people to that site, slammed us down, closed us down. Political Cowboys Facebook page, which is mine, has not grown since January 2018. It has been stuck at 1,180,000 followers. Has not grown a single person in over a year and three months. So who? Who's doing that? Well, it's Facebook putting the squeeze down. So you take you take watch Chad Prather, which is part of the Blaze Network, which is where I post all videos now. Graham Allen, he's got the same thing. His rant nation with Graham Allen grew it to two point two million dollars dollars. I wish two point two million followers. (laughs) And boom, it ended. Mine grew to one point seven million followers. Boom, it ended because they put the squeeze on anybody that has a viewpoint different from theirs. The numbers are there. The graphs are there. People can sit there and tell me I'm wrong, that I'm a conspiracy. All these things. No, I'll show you the graphs. They're there. I can put them up. We can show you. It has fallen off ever since the 2016 election. I'm telling you, man, the squeeze came on on conservative voices. So you want to you want a free you want a free speech society, a free platform that people should be able to get on there and say what they want to say. If Alex Jones wants to get on there and act like a fool, let Alex Jones get on there and act like a fool. But they shut him down. They kick him off. They can't be YouTube. Our, our own. Uh, um, um, uh, Steven Crowder, he's demonetized on YouTube. This guy, he puts a, a podcast on YouTube. He gets 1.5 million views on the thing. It's completely demonetized because they've refused to monetize something that has his political viewpoint and opinion. It's BS. I mean, it, it, the whole thing, it is a so, – so Brad Parscale, who is a campaign manager for Trump, I'm telling you, these guys – Trump says he's going to do it. We'll see. It has got to come down. Now, I get that Facebook and Twitter and all these, yes, they're they're privately owned companies, but they're also publicly traded companies. So you can have a publicly traded company and people will, I'm not getting into the legalities of all of this. And I can, trust me, look at me when I tell you. I Yes, you can do what you want to do with your own company, but you're publicly traded. You can't tell me that if I own shares in your company that I can't have a free speech platform on a free speech platform. Are you done? I get passionate. I'm an angry white man. You'd make a great left liberal. You'd probably make a lot of money, too. (laughs) I probably would. Well, who's going to go after him? Therein lies the problem. So you had Zuckerberg who came in and sipped his water in front of the the, the Senate hearing, and and, and they asked him all the questions. He lied through his teeth. And then he comes back, and he's going to change this, and he's going to change that, and we're going to make it this way and that way. And and, and ever since you had the Cambridge Analytica stuff that came out, that they were kind of basically – scraping people's information in order to chase them. Yeah, that should be illegal. I shouldn't be able to use a program that goes in and scrapes your um, email address. Like, let's say you follow one of my pages. I should not have the ability to go in and scrape your email address so that now I can spam you to death Mm -hmm. with advertisements for my live show. That's not, but that's not what we're talking about. I'm just saying, take, take the reins off and let people talk 
Let people say what they want to say. I'm not talking about yelling fire in a movie theater. I'm not saying inflicting violence on a certain type of people. No, there shouldn't be that. And that does need to be regulated. But at the same time, if you're talking about an opposing political view that automatically is deemed hate speech because you perceive it as being an angry white man who must be a racist because he's white, well, that's ludicrous. We spent too much time on this. Moving what do you on. think? Mo- moving on. I, I, you know, I think probably some of his, you know, um, catalyst for this was after New Zealand. That he's saying, hey, I just want to wash my hands of this. Well, then and take let away the live government... feeds. Take away live feed videos. That's your prerogative. Sure. If you don't want people to be tempted to use live feed videos in a mass shooting, then take away the ability for people to do a live feed video. I think he just wants to wash his hands and say, let the government handle it. Yeah. created a monster that's eventually yeah. going to grow out of his control and he's just realizing that and the same thing was creeping into youtube comments um there's a lot of big youtubers who were getting demonetized and it all boiled down to the comments that other people were le- leaving on their videos that violated youtube's rules well you're right and so i have people all the time now i've never been in knock on what i've never been in facebook jail i've never been in twitter a twitter ban i've never been locked out of anything i've never had an instagram censored because i try to play by the rules For me, yes, I'm outspoken, but I still try to play by their rules. I'm not a flamethrower. I'm not instigating hate. I'm not trying to fire anybody up or rally any masses or create some kind of movement or parade or march or activist gathering. I I don't – that's not my gig. But – I have people all the time who send me a thing that says, well, I have to unfollow you pay, your page because the comments underneath some of the posts are just – they're just too much. I, they're too, too, too anger-filled and too threatening and too – and I'm like, well, I have nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is just not read it. Right. Like turn the computer off. I mean, I, again, you, you – I mean, that's dumb. Just don't read it. Mm-hmm. I've experienced a little bit since I've joined the show because I posted – after King Deasy sent me that little – picture of Biden <laughs> behind me on my shoulder because we knew we were going to talk about it. Man, I got in trouble from my friends who are all, you, you know, who are liberal. And I do oh, have no. friends that yeah. that don't see eye to eye with me. And guess what? We have very respectful conversations. But there was one he just said, this is a double standard. This man is just, you know, y'all are being mean it to Biden. A joke. I, well, I said, listen, there's no double standard here because he, he talked about Trump, you know, uh, grabbing women by the pee and all of that stuff and i'm like you know it's funny because we talk about that as well i mean there's no double standard here chad i don't think that you've always just gone all the way to the right and just slam you know the left at all we've just had fun yeah and anyway i got oh look i've talked about donald trump i've talked about donald trump anybody people say well you never complain about trump of course i have i don't want my daughter to grow up and and date a donald trump i don't i mean you know donald look he's a man i'm a man people are you know they do the things that they do we've all got our sins and our skeletons in the closet we've all got our things good lord i don't want all my stuff exposed but but you know here's donald trump who's a billionaire playboy real estate mogul from queens who lived his life behind a velvet rope Mm -hmm. are you telling me you think as a celebrity with all of i mean the most wrapped about guy in music, I mean, the guy who everybody wanted to emulate and be like, I mean, he was the he was the name, the epitome of success. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to be a Donald Trump. And you think he didn't do some sh- shady stuff in his life? Personally, secretly, sexually? Give me a break. And I said that we, we've talked about that yeah. already. I, I did also say a few things, made a few points, but I also said I will never, ever, 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 ever vote for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Never. 
And, and so my point is, I, I don't excuse Donald Trump for his behavior. Absolutely. I don't excuse myself for my behavior. Where the double standard came in was people like Whoopi Goldberg saying, I don't want Joe Biden <laughs> to change. I want him to stay exactly the way he is. You know, you get again, go follow Ram Rants, Richard Mills. Go follow at Ramrance on Twitter and watch his video, his his 41 scene compilation of, of Joe Biden. And if you can walk away from that, what I love about it, Candice, what I love about it is all the media came out and said that Trump on his Instagram had had put a doctored video of Joe Biden fondling himself. Now, wait a second here. A doctored video that in truth uh, is called a meme. Okay, it's a meme. It was Joe Biden doing what Joe Biden does, but doing it to Joe Biden. So no, there was nobody speculating that Joe Biden was actually fondling himself. He was just doing what Joe Biden does. They are the ones who chose to call it fondling, which means had it been Hot News Natalie sitting there or any other 13 to 33 year old that he's groped, they just admitted Joe Biden is fondling people. He's fondling people. They called it fondling. Joe Biden doing what Joe Biden does. But he did it to Joe Biden. He just and, has a little fetish. It's, yeah. it's not, yeah, it could be a lot worse. He got a little fetish got because they're 12. Fetish. That's the hypocrisy. That's the double standard. And we're going to make fun of it. Now, I said last week, I said, I don't think Joe Biden is a pedophile. I don't think Joe Biden is out there, you know, just like I didn't think George H.W. Bush, when he pinched a girl on the butt, is trying to rape somebody. Mm -hmm. It's just old dudes being old dudes. Well, My and, grandfather used to go to the Waffle House, order a $2 cup of coffee, and tip the girl 15 bucks. Now, what do you think he was doing? He was a player. 85 years old. He was my man. I love my grandfather. He was a trip. He knew what was up. Well, and Biden made light of it this weekend. Yeah. Of the comments when he was on, uh, I don't know, he was up on some stage and he had a little boy next to him. And he said, just so y'all know, he said that I could touch him. <laughs> and, they, and he and he kept and then people got offended but he, so he just Lonnie, you know making light of it i laughed i laughed about you know he's like he gave me permission to touch him so <laughs> yeah well the tsa gropes every day so you know here we are here we are there just should be we're just good right, let's do a t-shirt and the next t-shirt is going to just say no touching no touching <laughs> no touching let's just do a no touching t-shirt how about that? I love and I and I said this before I started seeing him of I said Joe Biden just needs to start start wearing the dog the post surgery dog comb. <laughs> and now everywhere I look is people are starting making those memes. <laughs> Get it where you can't Aww. sniff anybody, can't touch anybody, can't kiss anybody. But I got a kick out of that. They said, Oh, the president posted a, a doctored video of Joe Biden touching himself. <laughs> Headline. There was literally a headline. The doctored video of Joe Biden touching himself. <laughs> you I, can't make this crap up. People don't think. They just don't think. <sighs> and they, Lord, people spend a lot of time being offended. And you just well, you I mean, can't. it's fun. Come on. It's fun. Let's just be offended. Don't be offended. Yeah. Let's just be over offended. everything. You huh. know. Natalie's in here show, showing her shoulders today. I'm offended. Steve, shut up. 
shut up, Steve. <laughs> no. There's oh. just one shoulder. Did y'all oh, hear? What was it? I sent you guys a headline this morning, and I got to do a video on this. I got to do a specific standalone truck video on this about, was it the University of Kansas? Mm-hmm. Where they're doing a, a whole class on angry white males? Yes, like, it was. Can you major in angry white males? Can you get a degree in angry, angry white males? Can you get a doctorate? Are women allowed to be in that class? It's taught by an angry white male. Right. That's what's funny. The professor is a white dude. University of Kansas. Like, does he hate himself? Is he angry? Does is he, he going to hold himself up in the, as an example in the, in the middle of a lecture if he feels a little passionate about being an angry white dude? I'm an angry white dude. What do you think his facial expressions are going to be the whole class? I, well, Just give one. I used to have, I used to, yeah, here. <laughs> no, angry. We want what angry. To be angry about Give me angry. White privilege. I used to have a, a, a college professor uh, who, he just smiled all the time. Just, just, <laughs> just kind of, I think that's the only way you can teach that class. He sent me a message the other day and said that as a Christian man, I have to clean my language up. I said, what are you talking about? And he said, you called your daughter an ass on a video and i said well first of all it wasn't my daughter that was my wife and i did not call her an ass i said she did a half-ass tape job on the box <laughs> big difference he goes well it's not good language that's not good vocabulary i said straining at a net mike straining at a net he goes you can keep your nets chad i'm gonna call all of you out i don't care you send me a message it gets public jack but anyway he was a great college professor yeah. i still consider him a good friend uh but he smiled through all of his stuff happy guy that's the only way you can teach that class. I had a botany teacher who taught, he had a Subway sandwich in his hand and he would point to the chalkboard with a Subway sandwich. <laughs> and during, during like between classes, he went outside to smoke and he had those auto shade lenses. Yes. So during class, we would watch, yes, we would watch his shades transition from the sun back to light while he was eating. <laughs> I, you know, professors are awesome. The who is Point with who, a Subway but, sandwich. Like who sits there and eats a Subway sandwich? While they're teaching a class. That doctor. Are you serious? Yeah, I swear. I had a psychology professor at the University of Georgia who um, he always wore the same shirt and pants every day. Now, he probably had like a whole closet full of them, mm. but they were the same pants and the same shirt. It was the same button-up light blue shirt, and it was the same khaki pants every single day. I, I guess it was some kind of psychological experiment, but it was the same stuff every day. Mm. Weird. I guess he just didn't want to go through the motions of having to pick well, something up. Well, when you're out. comfortable. Yeah, you know why not? So if you're at the University of Kansas, kid, I encourage you to take the uh, angry white male. Angry. I think white you should male. take it online, but uh, <laughs> so you don't have to interact with anybody and get angry. <laughs> Everybody is angry. I mean, I, I mean that's the thing is if you if you're successful, you're angry. If you have a differing opinion, you're angry. If you have historic values, you're angry. If you want to tell people facts over feelings, you're angry. If you want to talk about history and tell the story of history from an accurate viewpoint, well, then you're angry. You you must be angry. If you uh, live in a traditional family style with a husband and a wife, then you must be angry. If you live in a suburb, you're angry. If you live in the city, you're angry. If you live in the country, you're definitely angry. If you have children and you discipline those children, you're angry. Mm-hmm. You know? Steve, are you angry? Steve is I'm always angry. angry. Yeah. Steve, it's Steve. Monday mornings. I'm angry. Let me tell you what triggers Steve faster than anything on the planet. It's the sound of a horn honking. Yes, don't honk at me. Or even around him. Do you know just no. around him? No, like you ain't got to honk at Steve. Where I come from, if somebody honks, they're waving at you. I'm like, bro, look here. 
you wouldn't survive a minute in one of these third world countries. No, I'd everybody be lives honk, 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 or even Europe. Honk, That's honk, what, we were in California, honk, and all they want to do is honk. And it's like I'm trying to wave at people; they're getting mad. Steve's always driving my vehicle, and he just he'll he'll somebody will like come around him too fast and scare him if he gets spooked. And that's what happens is he gets scared. He gets scared. Somebody honks. He's like, "What?" No, I get ah! I get angry. I want to run him off the road. Then he jams on the gas. He's like, "Ooh!" And I'm like, "This is my vehicle. I'm gonna follow him home. This is my vehicle. Stop breaking it. I'm mad. You need therapy." Probably so. Yeah. I'm I, not paying for it. I need a good counselor. I'm I'm still back at the point where you said you have a driver. He drives my deal. You're importante. I, well, no, I have work to do. I have, and Steve doesn't. <laughs> What's he doing? Steve does yeah. not. If he's Steve. driving, he's texting it. So, so I would rather drive. Safe. No, that's good. Yeah. So... So I let Steve drive whenever we're coming. It's we driving Miss Chad. We spend a lot of time in the car when we go on the road and stuff like that. We rent the cars and drive. We, we do you sit in the back seat? No, no, <laughs> I don't do the Miss Daisy thing. Hey, See, I probably shouldn't reference the, that. That makes me an angry, angry white man. We rode in the back seat in uh, Hollywood, both of us. Yeah, my, our buddy big... James, our driver out there. He's also yeah. Dan Bilzerian's driver. Y'all know who Dan Bilzerian is? No, really? Y'all the only people on the planet that don't know Dan Bilzerian? Four million, twenty-three million followers on Instagram. Anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, doesn't matter. What else you got in the news, Natalie? We're losing. We're losing viewers. I know, okay, we're, we're losing. Viewers. Come back, come Everybody, back. come back, come back! Don't leave. We, Don't leave. We got this. The Secretary of Homeland Security has Kirsten. resigned. Kirsten. Kirsten. Nielsen. She Kirsten. has resigned. Kirsten. 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 Does anyone know how to say her name? It's spelled. K I R S T J E N. Kirst Jen. Kirst Jen. Kirst Jen. That's the way you say it. Like Kamala Harris, not Kamala. 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 Yeah. Kirst-Jen. Yeah, Kirsten has, has stepped down and resigned a little after a little two years of serving. You know, the president's frustrated um, with the amount of migrants crossing Was she going to get fired? Or did she? I don't, I well, don't think see, she went we into the. We just said she resigned. Right. Yeah, but she I mean, resigned. Steve. She resigned, but I mean, she was going to get fired. It was either resign yeah. or she was going to get fired. She okay. went into the meeting with Trump, not expecting to resign, but prepared. Yeah, to resign. I think her they, phrase. She had, went in knowing she was either going to get fired. She didn't know if she was going to get fired or, or have to resign. They've had some head-to-head blows. Yeah, recently. Well, two hundred. Okay, so here we are, April eighth, ninth. What day is it? Mm-hmm. Here we are. This just into the first quarter of the year. 2019, they've already apprehended over 275,000 people, mm-hmm. illegals trying to cross the border. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. This is epidemic. Epidemic. If you don't believe it, throw it open. Just let them all just come in and overrun. Even Bernie Sanders came out over the weekend and said, look, there's a lot of poverty in the world. I'm paraphrasing, but this is what he said. There's a lot of poverty in the world. And for us just to open things up and let everybody come in is not a good idea. We can't sustain it. It can't happen. Mm -hmm. So anybody with a lick of sense knows that open borders is not an option. Can't do that. Well, and Trump is saying the country's full. Yeah. It's full. Except for Dallas and Austin, we welcome you to come on in. (laughs) No. No, I'm, bring them all to Austin and Dallas. And again, again, you know, people say, well, see, you're an angry white male. No. We all, we all, I've never met a single 
human being. I've never met. I'm sure there are idiots out there, but I've never met a single human being that does not support legal immigration. Mm -hmm. Someone asked me over the weekend, you know, are you a big supporter of the wall? Yes, of course. And everything else, because the wall alone isn't. We talked about this. We had Jason Piccolo on his new book, Unwavering. I mean, the wall is not the end result. Should there be a physical barrier? Yes, it's physically impossible to have a physical barrier over all of the all of the border. But, yeah, we got to have it. But there need to be courts at the port of entries. There needs to be a faster way of getting people amnesty and getting them in who need to be in and things like that. There should be an easier way to become uh, a citizen of the United States. Uh, and, and but here's the thing: if you're not willing to assimilate, you can't. You can't. Mm-hmm. You're not. A, you're not a true immigrant. You can't come in and bring Sharia law. You can't come in and bring third world ways of thinking and policies because we're not that. We're not that. And people say, "Oh, well, you're just one of those white nationalists." Well, I'm white, and I believe in nationalism. So mm-hmm. it's stupid if you're going to call. If you're going to try to use what I'm saying as an argument. I'm not a white nationalist by your de- definition of that, which is so stupid that people are throwing that thing around. What I am is an American that believes in the Constitution of the United States. I believe in assimilation. You're going to come in here. English is our national language. You need to learn it. Are we willing to have open, you know, are we a, are we a melting pot? Yeah, but we melt into being Americans. Mm-hmm. We're not a melting pot that becomes all these different nationalities represented. No, our melting pot, we all melt together to become mm-hmm. citizens of the United States of America. And she wasn't, she wasn't doing a good job at all. So, and the part of the wall they're building right now was money came from money that was approved by Obama administration. That's my understanding. I just want to know if that kid at the University of California has cut his pecker off yet, because he said if they build even a foot of wall, I'm cutting it off. I want to know if he's still got a pecker, because Candace, do your research. Yeah, I want to see if that kid's he just faded into obscurity. I say snip, snip, son, scissors or knife, you pick it. Well, she is uh, Secretary Nielsen is known for enforcing the zero tolerance Kirsten, policy. Yes. Kirsten. Kirsten. Uh, Nielsen is um, uh, said to have been the one to enforce the zero tolerance policy of separating families. Yeah. I want you to talk to me a, a little bit about that because that this isn't something that's new. Right. In any sense of the word, but I do know that now there are civil rights and, um, you know, uh, immigration activists who are now putting a blacklist together of anyone who had anything to do under as a Trump official. They are blacklisted from any CEOs uh, in America hiring these people um, because of enforcing separation of families and children. Yeah, I know. And and look, I know we look at this and we say, well, we don't want children separated from their right. families. Nothing, nothing more horrendous, nothing more horrific, nothing scarier than a mm-hmm. child being taken away. You know, I used to get myself lost in the Walmart, you know, when I, or, or the grocery store when I had the Piggly Wiggly when I was a kid. And I was little, they didn't have Walmarts. But, you know, that's a, that's a scary thing. A lost child. Oh, my God, this child's out here. Of course, that tends to be defended by the side who has no problem separating an unborn baby from its mother. But that's beside the point. So here's the thing. In 2014, the Obama administration released uh, a lot of kids, a lot of kids to about uh, 100 different people. You need to read Piccolo's book again, Unwavering. Uh, They released 
a lot of kids to people that were not vetted, many of which were human traffickers. And you have to look at the history of this thing and realize that you have cartel members, you got human traffickers, you got drug dealers, you got mules. They're using kids Mm -hmm. as a ploy, as a decoy as a way to hide by coming in the country. They're trying to appeal to people's sentimentality and say, okay, well, this is a family. They must need help, and they're coming in. They're using these kids. These kids have been trafficked in in many cases. These kids have been sexually abused. They've been raped, molested. They've been abused in so many different ways. All of them, no, but many of them have been, have been. And I'll remind you, I spent a lot of time in in those Central American Mm -hmm. countries I've been up in the villages, and I assure you, these people forming these caravans are not the people up in the villages whose whose greatest hope is to get some electricity or fresh water. These are the people in the cities that are organizing and coming together. These people are being put together by cartel members, by drug runners, by traffickers, all of these things. And do you realize how many Africans, Africans, people of African nationality or, or, or African origin are now coming in through the Mexican border? It's becoming epidemic, but people aren't looking at stuff like that. So so to think that this is all on the up and up just because a person has a kid, what the point of Homeland Security was is we're trying to make sure that these kids are safe. We're trying to vet these families. We're trying, And, I mean, when you're being overrun by tens of thousands of people, this is hard to do. So what we're trying to say is, look, we want to make sure these kids are safe. We want to make sure these kids are healthy. Many, many of our friends have gone down and toured these facilities. These kids are playing PlayStation, Xbox. They're getting three meals a day. They're sleeping in good. They're not in cages unless you want to go back to the Obama administration. Now, if you got a temporary detention place, whatever, that's one thing. But Obama did more for that. all these pictures that come out of a kid in a, in a, in a fence. Mm-hmm. Those are from the Obama administration. We've beat this horse to death. But no, the issue is. Nobody's taking kids away and taking them out and flogging them in the desert trying to, you know, abuse these kids. And to think so is asinine. We don't do stuff like that. I mean, we just don't do stuff Mm -hmm. like that. You can pull some kind of crazy story out. There's always going to be something you can pull out and say, oh, well, this happened. You remember this? Oh, come on. Out of 275,000 people who have been who have been apprehended at the border are you telling me that you're hearing tales of an epidemic of child slaughter and child abuse going on at the border? We got plenty of samples to, to measure by. 275,000 people in the last three months apprehended. Tell me where the epidemic is. It doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So we're trying, to take, we're trying to take care of these people the best we can. But you can't do that when you're getting rocks thrown at you. And, you know, it, anyway, that's what these Border Patrol and ICE agents are dealing with. It, it just I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact that that activists are blacklisting people from getting jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's what you do these days. You extort, you blackmail, you blacklist, you have to do Gestapo tactics. Now, just imagine if these people, and I do mean these people, hang with me, hang with me, folks. Imagine if these are the folks who were put in charge. They have now they now have control of your life. Let's say we totally embrace socialism. We totally get to a point where now the government and people like this have control over the food you eat, the money you make, the taxes you have to pay, what you spend your money on, how your time is allotted, 
how your health care is provided, how your education is given out, how your income is based. All these people are now in control. Now, these are people who have already proven in this episode we've shown you they want to restrict your free speech on social media. They want to restrict your ability to go out and get gainful employment because you have a differing opinion from them. In light of the fact that there is no crazy murderous ploy going on at the border right now, in spite of the fact that all of these examples have been given, all of these things, you want to put these people in charge over your life so that now uh, these folks who have already demonstrated a dark heart in trying to control your life, you want to give them control? Absolutely crazy. I remember when Barack Obama was elected in 2008. I remember when Barack Obama was elected again in 2012. I don't know of anyone, anyone that went out there and said, you know what, we don't like you, so we're going to blacklist you from getting a job because you voted the wrong way than what we agree with. Or you had a policy. There, there, were, there were pictures of kids in cages. There were, there were 100 kids that were given over to human traffickers, unvetted, all in the Obama, Obama administration. There were Border Patrol agents that was killed because of Fast and Furious and the gun running that went on with that. Look at Solyndra. Look at Benghazi. Look at all these things that Obama wants to say, oh, I had a scandal-free presidency. You had eight years of nothing butt scandal with wiretapping and all the crap that went on in there. Are you seriously going to say, I don't know anybody that went in and said, well, we're going to blacklist anybody from getting a job. Right. We're going to, we're going to take to the streets. We're going to put on foreskin hats, you know, cause we're angry white men and we're protesting you taking our foreskins and, 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 and abusing our bodies. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't happen. These people are demented. And that's what I want you to take away from this episode of the Chad Prather Show. That's what I want you to do. These people are freaking demented. And foreskins. Four, I'm, <laughs> I lost my foreskin at three days old. And I've never gotten over it. Look at the head. The head lost its body at the age of eight at the border trying to cross over. From Scandinavia into the United States of America because he was tired of socialism and they stole the head's body. Look at Silent Herbert. Silent Herbert was living in urban, urban America and they said, you got to go back to the country. And Herbert said, I am standing my ground as an American deer. As a white, angry tailed <laughs> American deer, I am staying in the city. And he's here. I want to wake up in a city that never sleeps. And they said, you got to go to the country. And socialists took his body. Socialists took the body from Herbert. These are all living examples in Studio 22. Candice wanted to be a woman. And look at her now. Just an angry white man. She's an angry white man. <laughs> We're changing the name Puppet of the show. Puppet Master Mark wanted to be a ginger. And he couldn't be. So you know what? We kicked him out. He went on vacation. He's gone. And now we have Chance the Rapper right over here. <laughs> Chance the Ginger Rapper pulling the strings. Party foul Steve just wants to be accepted as a gay man. <laughs> Socialism! Well, this was fun. This is great. I love y'all. God bless you. For Hot News Natalie... Check us out Monday through Thursday. Go to blazetv.com slash humor. Sign up. Use promo code Chad. Get humor me. Follow us on social media. Don't let the socialists win. Angry white man. Amen. <laughs> God bless y'all. I'm angry. Angry. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.